Good afternoon. After a very, very crazy day weekend in downtown Libertyville, we can say, how's your slowing down? I know it's Father's Day today, and it's always our, our pleasure to invite one of our fathers from the community to speak to us about his faith and what Father's Day means for them, because through them, he's becoming a witness in our community. This afternoon, I'm proud to introduce for you John, who's going to speak to us about Father's Day. Please, John. Good evening, everybody. So my name is John Washika. My wife, Lucy, our son, Jerome, and our daughter, Samantha, have been parishioners here at St. Joe's since 2020. Um, we usually attend the 7.15 a.m. Mass, so really happy to be here and have this opportunity today. You know, when Father Martin asked me, he sent, he sent me an email, and he asked me to come and give a reflection on what my experience is with fatherhood. And initially, I responded to the email, and I asked him if he had got the wrong email from the church database, because I usually sit in the back, kind of over there, unassuming, trying to stay out of sight. Um, the moral of this part of the story is, even if you're at the back, um, you never know when you're going to get tapped and asked to do something like this. So um, <clears throat> just grateful to share on my reflection on fatherhood. Um, some of you are probably wondering about my accent. It's Kenyan. I was born and raised in Nairobi, Kenya, um, not too far actually from where Father Martin was born in Uganda. I took a, loop, a leap of faith and moved to the US um, after high school to follow my high school sweetheart who had come to the University of Dayton for college. And thankfully that decision worked out for us. Um, a few years later, happy to now call her my wife and we've been happily married and blessed to have been together for 24 years. I remember the day my fatherhood journey started. This was back in January 19, 2002, when I first held our son Jerome in my arms at the hospital, looking at him as a baby. That was the first time in my life that I, I felt that I really knew what my life's purpose was. Becoming a father, I suddenly felt a deep sense of responsibility to protect, provide, bring happiness, and love unconditionally. For the dads here today, I know you remember that feeling when you first held your first child. And from then on, you know, the feeling never goes away. It just evolves with time into staying in tune with our family's needs through different seasons, in hard times and good times, always ready to lay down our lives for them. So a little bit about me. I was raised by my mom, Rose Washika, who provided me with a good, strong Catholic foundation. My father was not in our lives growing up. However, he and I did connect later on in my adult life, and I'm very thankful to both of my parents for the gift of life, and especially thankful for my dad's strong genetics, which gave me my height. So when, when life events happen, and, and I'm searching for answers on how to respond as a father, I often turn to the Bible as my manual. Um, as our kids have grown up, a primary focus of mine has been a concern for my family's spiritual welfare and growth. Searching for wisdom to help guide my wife and our children in our faith and relationship with God, and struggling personally to find ways to model a path and get it right with the twists and turns that life presents. 
in my search for answers, a story that really resonates a lot with me and one that I turn to regularly is a nativity story and the role of St. Joseph in Jesus' life. So there are actually very few scriptures in the Bible about St. Joseph. He's only mentioned 14 times in all the Gospels. The Gospel of Mark never mentions him by name, and John only mentions him twice. So the mental picture that many of us have of St. Joseph comes from maybe portrayals in movies um, more than it actually comes from scripture. But when I think about St. Joseph's life, I think about his intentionality with his faith as a father who was obedient to God's will and devoted to his family, which was pivotal to the formation of Jesus. The role he plays as Mary's husband and Jesus' father, though understated in the Bible, was pivotal to the start of Jesus' life and ministry on earth. When the angel of God appeared to St. Joseph in a dream and told him to take Mary as his wife into his home, he did, he did as he was asked, despite her pregnancy. And you know, St. Joseph was the calm that Mary needed at a time that could otherwise have been very tumultuous for her. In Luke chapter two, verse 21, it says, eight days after Jesus was born, both Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple as was the law of Moses at the time. We also see St. Joseph's obedience to the laws of the land. Um, early in Jesus' life, St. Joseph takes his family to Bethlehem for registration following a decree by Caesar for a census. And if you keep reading in the book of Luke, it also talks about St. Joseph taking Mary and Jesus to Egypt by night, fleeing the wrath of Herod. So we see his obedience in many different parts of that book. There's a part where it says, every year, Jesus' parents travel to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. And that scripture to me shows the importance of both parents, husbands and wives, being spiritual companions and partnering equally in matters of faith for the success of the family. This was the start of Jesus' ministry in the Bible. At 12 years old, you all remember the story where we see Jesus in the temple listening to and answering questions from religious leaders. In life, when we're faced with challenges like sickness, unemployment, depression, persecution, poverty, the common question we as fathers ask is, what would Jesus do in this situation? Um, a lot of us turn to Jesus' teachings in the Bible, which are perfect in nature. However, today I'd like to share that we also have a strong practical example of fatherhood and servant leadership that we can imitate displayed in the Bible when we reflect on the life of St. Joseph. As a father, when I'm faced with emotions during critical challenges and, and life events, a question I tend to ask is, what would St. Joseph do in this situation? When his family was faced with nearly impossible challenges, through the grace of God, prayer, his strong faith, sacrifice, and his obedience to God's word, his obedience to God's word, St. Joseph led his family, Mary and Jesus, from strife to glory. So even though St. Joseph's story in the Bible is understated, his role, just like the role of the men and fathers here, is very impactful to the family's well-being. In our second reading today, we read that God proves his love for us through the death of his son, Jesus, and that although we are sinners, Christ died to save us and reconcile us to God. 
The celebration of the Eucharist at Mass is a daily reminder of the great sacrifice that our Father made for an undeserving us. He showed his love for you and me when he gave up everything and gave his only son because of his love for us. So in the Bible, we have many examples of what fatherhood should be in our lives. And as fathers, our love for our families should be unconditional, forgiving, and nurturing, just like God's love for us. To achieve this, we must have a strong connection with our Heavenly Father, find happiness in Christ, realizing that we can only guide our families effectively if we maintain an intimate relationship with the Lord. We should be intentional, just like St. Joseph, in nurturing our family's spiritual growth. Ephesians 5.25, this is a, a verse that I know a lot of you know, a memory verse, says, husbands, we should love our wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So how can we do that? Attending Sunday Mass, leading our families in prayer, reading the Bible together, sharing testimonies of God's presence in our lives with each other, forgiving each other, and like Jesus, looking for ways to help others have a brighter day. Fatherhood is a blessing, however, it does have challenges. Often as men, we feel the weight of responsibility that comes with being a husband, a father, a brother, a son. And it's important for us to know we're not alone in the struggles of the flesh or periods of hopelessness that we experience. And it's vital for us to have an emotional outlet outside of our immediate family to share our highs and our lows. So last year, I had the opportunity to join a ministry at St. Joe's called the Men's Legacy Weekend. This men's ministry has been transformational in my life and by extension in my family's life. The weekend brings men from all walks of life, varying age groups, different religious backgrounds, um, where we meet periodically and we talk about life. We read scripture, we fellowship, there are no filters or reservations on the topics that are discussed. Sometimes it's family, sometimes it's work, religion, various topics. It's a safe space where we learn from our individual experiences, we celebrate each other's success, we support and comfort each other through pain, and we remind ourselves that the best is yet to come. I attended the Legacy Weekend with no expectations, and I came out a better person with a group of men that I'm proud to now call my brothers. So at the beginning of my reflection today, I shared with you that the day I became a father is the day I understood God's purpose for my life. But through a ministry like the Men's Legacy Weekend here at St. Joe's, in just a year, I'm learning ways to fulfill Christ's purpose for my life. Without it being a sense of obligation, it's really a joy to do some of the things that I've been able to do through that ministry. So men, whether your fathers or not, I encourage you to check out the Men's Legacy Weekend at St. Joe's or similar ministries at your local parish if you're just visiting here today. Um, lastly, in closing, to all the fathers and men, thank you for all that you do. We celebrate you today. Happy Father's Day, and may God shower a special blessing on you and your families. Thank you. <laughs>